Swashbuckler Epiphany Episode 2. Mountaineering mainly, some quite nice anecdotes from the mountains. Nice. Uh, a fell runner coming up the road at half seven in the morning, them fell runners are psychos, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> half seven in the morning, he said, Oh, where are you from? The, the car park down by Dr. Lomond. Stop for a coffee, you know. <laughs> he's, going, he's going, Cool, look at you lot coming up here this time of the year, that's hardcore. <laughs> you just run fucking 14 miles up, up a mountain. <laughs> plans to get out of Ireland up to Scotland yeah. and then maybe I thought I would as it were yeah. <laughs> you know on a, on a kind of just in case basis <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah I'm, I'm, you're, I'm you're overdue Ireland and Scotland this year for sure you're, you're kind of overdue for a for a, a, a trip out into the wilds aren't you yeah I, yeah that's right this is quite almost the longest I've been without it A and yeah. B I, uh, I like 
I've got a lot of standing stones I've got appointments with. <laughs> really, really anorakish, I know, but I, yeah. I've got a book out on something in Ireland in the area where the Ohio's are from, you know, oh, and yeah. I pay of being one. Yeah. And I figured I'd better go have a look at them, seeing as me you know, ancient ancestors probably danced naked around them for the mushrooms and <laughs> wild idea. Yeah. <laughs> Proto swashbuckling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, got the, I don't know if I mentioned you, but I had a fantastic diary this year by the most pompous, moronic, religious type bloke ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy who wrote The Alchemist. Uh, I'm going right. to get it. Who was, who was that? Who was that? Paolo Canelli or something. Hang on, just one second. I'm going to okay. go and bring me back nearer. All right. I work for pharmaceutical and biotech um, industry, and I was exposed to that. And um, I realised that um, it's, it's, it's the best thing I've ever done because I bought it in a second-hand shop, and it's uh, it's, it's it's inspiring. It's sheer simple-minded plastic wisdom, sort of thing, you know. Mm. Uh, Paulo Colo. And every every day has got a piece of pseudo mystical bullshit on it that never mm. fails to crack me up, you know. Mm. And it's, he's a sort of religious type fellow, you know. And uh, Spe- what's his what's his second name? Spell it, would you? It's C O E L H O. And right. uh, let's not mention his name again because yeah. I've spent every day satisfyingly writing the yeah, bollocks, mate, next to it. <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> I'll go away, and it's just, just you know, innately, you know, inspired in, in completely the way he didn't intend, as it were, you know. <laughs> you didn't actually write by anything, grow up, did you? <laughs> yeah, I wrote that, I've written that by a couple while I grow up, mate. But the thing is, he's a hugely sold, selling sort of semi, he's the one who inspired me to write Moon in Werewolves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. This one's a good one, but from the Wednesday... The good fight is the one that we fight in the name of our dreams. <laughs> That's so typically fucking religious selfish, isn't it? All that fight was someone else's dream, you know. It's all self-selfish. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so there's a lot to be there's a lot to be said for living for somebody else's dreams. <laughs> the great blessing of life is the existence of tomorrows and having dreams to realise. Under which I've written bollocks. Even <laughs> better one from. Uh, from, I'm not going to read too many of these, but here's a better one from for tomorrow, for Sunday. When there is no turning back, then we should concern ourselves only with the best way of going forward. <laughs> I've written next to it, you think? <laughs> and then in the brackets, what about staying put? <laughs> and that's what it is. It's like the ultimate new age gobbledygook, you know. You know, a guy throwing shape, verbal shapes, you know. And the idea that millions of people have gone, oh, man, he's, Paolo's so wise, you know, because yeah. this man has got a big, a fucking huge following. And the Alchemist is an international bestseller, you know. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in his demographic, obviously. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, I mean, listen to that again, honestly, Phil. When there's no turning back, we should concern ourselves only with the best way of going forward. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know, pie finesse, isn't it? It must have, it must have oh. taken him, uh, well, I don't know, minutes to think that up. You're quite quiet. Am I? Oh, yeah. See, this is what I can't Don't figure you... out. I'm either, I'm, either you... like, I'm either like way too loud or, or way too quiet. How's that? Is that better? Slightly. Okay. Let me, let me up the ante. How about that? Better? <laughs> yeah. 
No, it was just telling me that I missed one out of that book, the, the classic, you can't get shit out of a wooden horse. Okay. <laughs> I'll probably see him. I'll see him out. Uh, I'll see him Monday, Nigel. Go with love. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, you know, mysticism is great. One every day. Never fails to cheer me up, you know. <laughs> well, it's like one a day like vitamins. The snake oil for many years, you know. <laughs> Take, I think one he, take one tablet of snake oil a day to keep you yeah, that's you know, right. remember. <laughs> one snake oil quote a day. <laughs> snake oil quotations are us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, that's a good kick off for me and Phil, you know. Yeah, yeah. At least right into my tie ride on religion. <laughs> yeah. You know, the whole selfishness of it really hit me. Because obviously one's considered this more than once and there's nothing mm. fantastically original about it. But yeah. the sheer selfishness of it, you know. We're seeking redemption, you know. You're not redeemed, unlucky. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and you're the good guys. Oh, lordy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's like a, it's like um, it's like a, a horrible kind of um, boys club. Yeah, elitist, selfish, yeah. sort of. Yeah, it is. I've, I've always liked a boys club for both sexes. I've always much preferred the kind of religions that are uh, totally inclusive. You know, where they say you know, yeah. everyone's welcome and and we'll. Yeah. We'll tell you. We'll tell you anything about what we know, and um, you know we'll happily listen to anything you've got to say, and um, you know we'll 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 filter everything that you've got to say through our belief system. And if you then still agree with what we're saying, then you might stay here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean this this uh, the whole idea of you know uh, do the following things and you can be redeemed. You know. I mean, really, that religion thing is literally as bad as heroin, isn't it? You know, yeah. all fucked up on God, as we used to say, you know. Yeah, yeah. you all strung out on the Lord, aren't you? You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's so utterly selfish, you know. Yeah. These guys, these smug idiots, you know, in the desire to be saved, you know. They're willing to scramble on it over anybody you get there. <laughs> Well, you know, you know my, you know my, um, my past as a as a born again Christian, don't you? I mean, that was that was uh, so I, I know from whence I speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, me yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me three, and we got a mutual friend, uh, me and Nigel, who, who has uh, collapsed horribly into it and is now really, really smugly sort of self righteous, and uh... he's trying to save everybody, you know, and he's he he, he firmly believes. Uh, cheers, mate. Uh, he firmly believes that he's, you know, he can save your immortal soul, sort of thing, you know, oh and that it's his duty to try. And you'd rather hang with junkies. <laughs> okay. At least they don't want to share their heroin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. these are these are yeah. dope things that insist you have some, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh lord, and it is yeah, like, really appropriate. Like smokers, aren't they? You can't, you, you you can't. It's scary how similar it is, actually, you know. It's the same shit going on in the human brain, isn't it? Mm. Of, oh, I've got the secret, the holy great secret that, you know, that you haven't, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the smugness and the, and the sort of self-fooling thing going on, and it's the same. Mm. Heroin, Jesus, oh, I can't see the difference, mate. <laughs> yeah. It's, the difference is oh, so, so very, very fucking superficial. Dig a bit, you know. It's a, it's a very interesting thing that, you, that this should, that this should come up really because um, I just recently reacquainted myself with a with an old friend of mine one one of the born again Christians I used to um, uh, hang out with um, up in uh, up in rugby long 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 ago back in the seventies and um, 
uh, it's really interesting talking to her because several several things um, uh, several interesting things emerged mostly because of our observations about religion and what it did to us as a as a pair of people. We were both really kind of um, deeply kind of messed up, sort of confused people, whilst whilst uh, on the surface seeming to be very. Um, uh, you know, holy and and and, and, and meaningful, and, it, and and the thing is that I don't think any of that holiness or, or meaningfulness was actually fake. You know, I think no, we were no. genuinely believing and, you, and actually you needed the time, yeah. trying to live our lives that way. And it was yeah, it was a white house on the journey, wasn't it? It was a beautiful and pure thing. But the thing is mm. that, that, uh, that it's interesting. What, what's really interesting is what emerged after that. You know, and and oh. and, um, and you know the sort of things we're discussing now. You know that how. Uh, you know how um, how we were feeling at the time, and how that differed from the way things appeared. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 you know, there's a thin line between tragedy and comedy, or none in that case. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's a weave more than a line, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's, it's tragedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tragedy through and through. Yeah, comedy. <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, comedy. I tell you what, it's really lovely um, get, getting back in. The, the, don't do that thing again that you do where you go. Where you go? <laughs> for a minute into, into random. Yeah, word, word Yeah. Okay, I won't do that. Oh, right, I'm going to carry on doing that thing, but I'll try not to do it too much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but I was just going to say it's 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 absolutely. I mean, knowing really, you know, realizing and actually. Um, uh, getting getting a, a, an inkling of what was really going on at that time is interesting, but but just talking about about it with her now, you know, it's really really fascinating the the the, um, the difference between what seemed to be going on and what really was going on. Yeah, retrospective is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I know, I, it's, it's a half century kind of thing as well. It's just, it's a time of life thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. I mean, you review anyway at this sort of stage, when I've obviously oh, yeah. reviewed a little more, you know. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, and uh, push by circumstances into even more reviewing, you know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, there's 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 more good than bad in 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 yeah. in, 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 in being forced. I'm not going to yeah. get evangelical about this. You know? No, no. Uh, my, my title for the short story that sounds like the Philip K. Dick that ever happened, isn't it? Congratulations, you're dead. <laughs> That's just a Philip K. Dick story, yeah, isn't it? It's, must be. It's, a, it's a Philip K. Dick story waiting to happen. Is what yeah. <laughs> There's your title. <laughs> it is exactly that, and I actually dreamt it. I've got because of where I've been off the, the dopes for six, seven weeks now, yeah. and no desire at all. Lovely the smell still of nice weed, but yeah, just no yeah. interest at all. And obviously can't you know can't afford to either, uh, you know physically. But um, but I'm, I've started to dream, and they really are as as, as, as crazy as they used to be. Kind of even not more so, you know. Yeah. I was hanging out with Bob Dylan and Keith Richards the other night. And I actually rang up Andy Cooper. I had two dreams, two nights running. The first night, I rang out with Bob Dylan and Keith Richards, and I rang up Andy Cooper. And I was watching, sitting with Bob Dylan and watching Keith Richards going, no, Andy, it is me, Keith, honest. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to convince him he actually was with Brent, you know, I don't know what that's about. And I had a self-same similar dream. I went out with Peter O'Toole and Michael Caine. And I got Michael Caine to ring you up. <laughs> you go, no, Phil, this is Michael Caine. No. <laughs> this is my actual dream. So I've got this weird thing. I wake up in the night and go to the toilet. Obviously, he's got the bad stomach. And, mm. and so I have a fag and sit and have a ponder. And normally, I'm woken. You know, I remember my dream when I wake now. You know, because I like tranquilizers is a dream killer, you know. Mm. Yeah, that's what I dreamt. I was on the piss with Peter O'Toole and Michael Caine, and I rang you. 
you're going, oh, fuck off, Jackson. I was going, no, listen, look. He said, yes, Phil, <laughs> it's me, Michael Cutting. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I'm sure you're the other one going, no, anyone can do that voice. You don't even I can do it better than that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I got there. How did I get there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, you just you were just sharing that at that moment. I must say, I'm I'm very I'm very um, um, uh, impressed and touched that you would pick such uh, distinguished personages to uh, to uh, call up. You know, <laughs> yeah, put me in a dream room. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Because yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd, I'd have ringing you on my mind. You know, d- distinguished company. It's just you know mm. very very uh, very. Uh, sometimes I. Sometimes I try and analyse them and find out what what bit inspired them, and other times I just think, oh, that's great. <laughs> probably, you know, it's quite nice being able to choose where, how and when you do that as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know, how much do I want to go into something? Because you know what it's yeah. like. You, if you're not even remotely analytical, you can pick things to pieces quite easily. The brain isn't really that well. It is physically, but you know, it's not really that much of a mystery if you keep an eye on it. <laughs> yeah. You know. I like that word. I'm going to put it on the background singing of a tune. Did you get the CD, by the way? I did, yeah. I haven't listened all the way through to it, but I listened to the first, like, four or five tracks that are sitting. Yeah, I think you'd heard a few of them before, hadn't you? Mm, mm. You've got all these sounds. That's a, that's a, that's a goodie, that is. And uh, She Went Dancing. I think I mentioned that to you as a possible for a, yeah, you, you for a film thing. Yeah, you did mention it. Stone Chip. Stone Chip. Mm. Feeling of the falling and the far off bell is tolling. Far off hills are rolling and calling. You'll be on that road by morning. You could make your mind up and pack a crappy job and see the streets still brown. It's raining. Wise men say that everything is changing. If you wait and you watch, you can see it. If you've got the patience, I had the training. If you've not, you can get up and be it. You can't flee it. Cause there's no escaping, just waiting and dreaming and leaving. Waiting and dreaming and leaving. Yeah, one place else is waiting With a river or a beach and a lady in bathing And the moon and the muse is back Frustration and waiting will give you a heart attack Life is too short and too sweet For waiting and dreaming and leaving to sleep Cause the sun comes back in the morning And you're waiting and dreaming and leaving some more And the clock and the calendar grim Just taking the piss and doing your head in Can you take one more menial day? Disconnected, disinfected, disbelieving Waiting and dreaming and leaving Waiting and dreaming and leaving in a dream in a Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
fat evening, summer girl sweating, push back, flashback, difficult forgetting, how your lies when my nights are forgiven. Now I'm living with the ghost and the feeling of the fallen and the far off bell is tolling. Far off hills are rolling and calling, I'll be on that road the morning. I make my mind up to pack the crappy job and see the streets still brown, it's raining. Wise men say that everything is changing if you wait and you watch and see it. If you get the patience, I have the training, if not you can get up and be it. You can't flee it. There's no escaping, just waiting and dreaming and leaving. Just waiting and dreaming and leaving. Just waiting and dreaming and leaving. Before I forget, I've got to tell you this joke Nigel told me last night because yeah, I made Terry Terry wait as well. If I told it, and it's, it's excellent. It's the best I've heard for ages. Right up your street, you know. Well, it's it's actually looking through your letterbox. <laughs> 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 this guy's walking through the woods, and uh, uh, he's an off-duty policeman, and he sees this guy there with a campfire and everything. He goes up and he's cooking something. He says, "Oh, what are you cooking there?" He says, uh, "I'm not really sure." He says, "So he looks in. He goes, oh, he says that's a tawny owl.'" Because is it? I don't know. It was going woo woo. And then I threw a few stones at it. I'm hungry, and uh, uh, he said, "Well, I'm sorry. I'm an off-duty police officer, and they're a protected species." He said, "Really? I don't know anything about it. You know, was, I was just hungry." He said, "I'm sorry." He said, I, "I'm also a Christian, so I'm in all consciousness. I've got to make a decision. The rest, you, you, you've killed, and you're in the process of cooking an endangered species." He says, "Oh God." So, to cut a long story short. He lied. <laughs> He, 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 he took him to the police station. He comes to court, and, uh, and the, the judge says, look, you know, these, these are an endangered species, and we really can't put up with it, but you obviously do seem innocent. He said, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I was just hungry. The thing went woo-woo in the tree, and I threw a stone at it or two. Got lucky. Thought, yeah, yeah. Cooked it, you know. I was just cooking it, and your man there come along and made a citizen's arrest. He says, I really, you know, I'm really fairly bamboozled by it all, you know. He says, okay, well, you, you know, we're going to let you off with a, with a suspended sense of reprimand, even though we are, you know, pretty fierce on protecting our bird life, you know. Anyhow, he says, uh, so you can go, but obviously you never do any nice again. Uh, and just before you go, out of interest, what did it taste like? The bloke went, well, it was halfway between a golden eagle and a peregrine falcon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a left-field motherfucker for joking here. <laughs> oh I like you see. I like it because it's it's got that lovely, it's got that lovely kind of uh, yeah. We don't give a crap about um, <laughs> preservation of anything. You don't know what it is. And also, that, uh, it's one of them you can kind of see it coming, but not mm. quite put your finger on what's going to happen. But when you hear it, you go, yeah, right. You know, you suspect the guy, don't you? Yeah, you know, you suspect yeah. his motives. <laughs> I like the ones you can't imagine writing. Yeah. You know, how the fuck yeah. someone come up with it, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do, I do. I you get that little sort of tingle based on truth tingle sort of thing about it, you know, mm. almost. Mm. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, totally. You come out like, of some real event or something. I like, extent, I like you know? it. I mean, if I, you see, if you're telling a story which is supposed to sound like it's it's being told by you, yeah, then it's different to a sto- to it's different to a joke that so self evidently isn't isn't coming yeah. from you. You know, it's a it's a different it's a different style. <coughs> I'm I'm absolutely useless at telling um, sort of first person stories that didn't actually happen to me. However, yeah. However, I do, um, uh, you know, I dine out on stories that, you know, <laughs> didn't yeah. actually happen to me. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, I, and I, I haven't, uh, I'm sh- reasonably sure I haven't bored anyone with the same story twice yet. But Yeah. Um, Nigel told a fabulous true story of his own. I have to say, thing. I do dine out on stories about you quite a lot. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put on weight. <laughs> there must be some small amount of osmosis goes on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that was a really bad 70s sort of afro band, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Ozzy Beezer. <laughs> <laughs> now, Osmosis, that was like a really sort of hippie band that used to play like jazz improvisations for 25 minutes. Yeah, I was tempted to, as I thought of things that we ought to cover in, in, uh, in the next swash, I was tempted to sort of send you code word, keywords, you know. So yeah. look back this back at me when we talk next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I realised we never needed that, have we? <laughs> no, no, we just never we, needed idiot cards. <laughs> <laughs> we just flat out, just flat out say it and uh, yeah. see what happens. That's why he's playing the Nigel about the chemical side of it, you know. Mm. That's not a bad listenership without, as you said, without marketing, is it? Mm. Yeah, you know, three hundred and eleven people, and that's like worldwide. You know, that's like yeah. that's like you know America. Um, hi guys. You've got to wonder what they made of it, some of them. Well, yeah, I, could, I, I, have to, I have to wonder what, what, uh, what people do make of it. But then again, that's, yeah. the wonder, that's the wonder of podcasting, you know, is, yeah. that, is that you get conversations with real people um, talking yeah. about real stuff, and then you get, you know, a bit of audience participation. You get people phoning in, because we do actually have, I don't know whether you heard on the, on the Finnish podcast, we actually have phone-in numbers in the UK and in the US. Blimey. So, um, you know, where people can phone in. And, and actually, if people start phoning in, we can actually play them on the... Uh, the comments, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the next we can one. actually play the comments on the, on the next one. So. Yeah. We're actually building a show in, the, in, in a kind of, you know, uh, well, yeah, we see, jungle I, way. I, I have actually... I have actually... I was going to... I was thinking about this when I was, when I was prepping, you know, because I'm, obviously I'll, there's a certain amount of technical preparation from my standpoint. And um, I was thinking... I've actually started thinking... I mean, the first one was a conversation that we recorded... Yeah, but I've actually very subtly started thinking about it as a show, you know. Yeah, me too. That's what I said about the buzzwords. Yeah, yeah, and I've actually started thinking about you know, thinking about things that I would discuss. I mean, I didn't write any of the fucking things down, but I, I yeah. don't think about it. I think I thought yeah. about writing some things down, but then again, I think a lot of the conversations are, are, are good because they kind of and we've talked quite a lot of our conversations over the years, yeah. haven't we? Um, and they're, and the, the, they're, they're interesting organic. because they they're exactly because they evolve yeah. and they and they, they they converse. You know, they're actually yeah. a conversation rather than rather than a kind of a you know. Yeah, the world. I mean, it all started with one of the caravans, largely, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was a superb one too. Though it was very sort of deep mm. and personal. You and me were having a long dark tea time and the soul at the mm-hmm. time. You know, mm. but it was it was a fabulous one. It was well listenable because yeah. I remember listening to it later. I mean, I mean I think. yeah, I mean, but dude, you know, uh, you uh, it, it's not like we're not having another long jarty time <laughs> no, no. at the moment. No, true. But, they're know, ongoing. Yeah, but the, but the other yeah, one... Many of the tunes, obviously, you can drop in off that as well, you know, yeah, off yeah. the one I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. At some point, I am going to try and hustle you into putting one, uh, a silly one up for me, mm. using uh, some of this stuff. Mm. If 
you ever get the time. <laughs> yeah, now we can we can do all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, there's all sorts of options. And Caesar too, you know. Definitely, got, one feeds the other, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got... I've got um... Well, Rob said I was giving permission to offer you a percentage if you set up a website that puts, yeah, yeah. feeds it into his account. Yeah. You can, uh, we can work out a percentage yeah, for, for you. Sure. I mean, all, all you've got to do is... Because I'm... Sorry, I really meant it, too. Blimey, that was a first. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to say, because I do intend to lobby Bob Harris and Jonathan Ross and so on, so the, the percentage yeah. won't necessarily be, uh, you know, yeah. irrelevant, you know. Yeah, Good for sure. that. But I nearly muddied our, our pure water in. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, there's nothing... I mean, the, uh, if I've learnt nothing over the last few years, there's nothing wrong with uh, enlightened commercialism, you know? No. Uh, and, and, and actually, now is the time to do it because there, yeah. there, there's so many ways that, that um, the distribution networks are being torn down. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We can do it all ourselves without any middleman. Exactly. I know. Yeah, and so everybody gets the money that they're due. You know, and, and the other no, thing is, nobody, nobody, uh, it, no middlemen yeah. get paid and, t- and suck all the money out of it. Well, because we can't afford to pay you, like you know, the Disney Channel or the Observatory or whatever. Then obviously, then uh, then obviously it would be a case of offering you a percentage. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, by the time we've finished, and some of what you've got there is demos, and some of these you can probably tell yourself mm. are close to finished. You know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's the best stuff I've ever done by a mile. And we just, I just come over in a really shit order about three days ago and put another three or four really good ones down again. So, um, really good songs. I did a really good version of Burning Wheel uh, with real... Because if you ever listen, then I'm sure you have, you have started to and be will. Mm. I've got a, a really nice, even if I shouldn't say it myself, I can to you, obviously, but I wouldn't normally, but <laughs> a really nice honesty in the, in the vocals now, mm. you know. No sort of uh, you know Leidenisms or Jaggerisms yeah, or yeah. it probably is me and I uh, I don't bother with anything I don't remember feeling it isn't yeah. you know redundant with Quale oh, I can see you doing intellectual am I <laughs> Quale was the word I was going to mention earlier we we're going to use for a packing vocal thing it's the the way you do you know what it is no Quale and Quilea I got this from Patrick by the way before <laughs> I sound too clever <laughs> Terry told me this. <laughs> said the guy who's never fucking met him to the guy who has. <laughs> <laughs> I really remember that. I cherish that. He said, I mean, I went around his house and it was like the mended drum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, absolutely. You must no, have an interview. Did you Did you record the interview? Uh, yeah, I have. I've got, I've got, got it on somewhere, haven't you? Yeah, I've got it on tape somewhere. You never let me hear that. You sent me mm. Stan Lee. Mm. Or mm. played me it when I was there, maybe. But yeah, I listened to the Stan Lee one and he comes no, across got, what he's want to get like. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, Stan, Stan's amazing. I mean, I... I um, that is, uh, that Kirby's that is, widow, I don't think so, but yeah, go on. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. But no, well, um, <laughs> you put it right now. But uh, yeah, no, I got a really. Um, I've, uh, it's really weird when I see Stanley interview because I've actually spoken to him and I actually like called him. You know, he's office, so and, genuine sounding, money and fresh yeah, totally, and open. Totally. And, and but I mean, he's a he's a totally egomaniac, but he's absolutely makes no bones about that. You know, no, he's, no, he's he's, and, he's one of them lovable egomaniacs, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, but he's but he, that's it, that's it exactly. It's because he's so engaging and so and so uh, sort of charismatic that and you as, don't... as insane as it sounds, underrated as a writer. Absolutely, absolutely. Because he wrote Spider Man, the yeah. first teenager well, teenager with problem superhero, yeah, 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 which yeah. is now. 
Spider-Man 3 is the biggest budget movie ever, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah, just saw it in a book of list the other day. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, what, um, that's what Kevin Smith says, you know. I mean, he says, yeah. um, he says that, you know, Stanley's a, a you know, really, really underrated as a writer. Yeah. I mean, people think of him as, like, the creator of these characters or the, the chairman of Marvel Entertainment or... Well, we've got post-postmodernism now but, in comics, but, you haven't know, we? Because... It, it, when, it's when, uh, when you <laughs> see that... Um, oh, have you, you've seen that um, interview with uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Stanley. Yeah, yeah. That DVD. Um, yeah. What comes out really strongly about that? And he and Stan, Two heroes have it going at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Stan, Stan go, is at great pains to, to um, point out that he wrote this stuff, you know. And, and I, lo- yeah. I, I love the fact that he says... Not he, by accident, he, he said. I think yeah. it's almost a quote, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he says, yeah. um, he says you know, uh, he, he points out that, you know, I actually wrote this stuff and I actually, you know, credit myself with being a really good writer, you know. And... and yeah. It's almost as if if he didn't say it, no one would point that out, you know. And, yeah. and I, Did you I, Chronicles? Well, the worst thing is, I think that's true, you know, that, yeah, I say, do. that people will, will not credit him for being, you know, one of the best writers ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. if you look at the effect. Yeah. Because he's humanised a really uh, staid and cardboard and one-dimensional form. He brought it to life. Yeah, And the, the really. two things that vindicate that, is the deconstructionist, postmodernist, you know, Moore and Gaiman came in and mm. did the Dark Knight thing and mm. took it somewhere else. They've gone back now. Uh, Gaiman just did the 1606, uh, well, not that, not just did, did it last year, mm. which, is, uh, which is all about um, celebrating uh, Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby and Steve Dicto for the, for the, for the sheer excitement and, and, and inno- innovation that they were doing yeah. at the time. Yeah. Because it, it, Gaiman was big, was big enough hats off to him and I wouldn't mm. not very often take me hat off to him yeah. he has just been a little bit I'll be going fundamentally fair bl- yeah. bless him <laughs> yeah. now we're screwed Katine, <laughs> 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 the first court case right? no no but he does he, he said it himself in the, in yeah. the board of it you know I suddenly realised what we deconstructed and, and took a sort of post-modern side would look at was in fact already post-modern you know <laughs> so we're now in a post yeah. post-modern sort yeah. of environment with the old writing in uh, comic writing you know yeah it is. And Stanley's the dad. Yeah, it you know, is, that's, that's three posts, uh, Phil. How am I well, keeping up with it? He's the f- he, but Stan is, a, you know, I mean, we can talk about Neil Gaiman forever because, I mean, I, I was listening to Penn Gillette's um, radio show the other day on a podcast. Oh, yeah. And um, that interesting noise was my son closing the bathroom door rather too loudly. Um, <laughs> uh the uh, um, yeah Pendulette show and Pendulette knows Neil Gaiman and he was saying he says if you type Neil into Google Neil Gaiman crops up in the first like two or three yeah you know, just just if you type Neil in there yeah before Neil and Armstrong yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and that's exactly what they Comics. said they said before it's before Neil Armstrong and and actually you got a response from Gaiman and Gaiman was so distraught that Neil Neil Armstrong was under him in the ratings and yeah. in Google well funnily enough um, Nigel talking about Scotland earlier he's a really strange connection he's a quiet for you yeah. uh, I've got a really strong feeling because he mentioned Cacaldi which is where my one friend, who was the only other person in the whole fucking area, of the, the whole area that liked comics, George Graham, moved to mm. and subsequently died. Mm. <laughs> and he was the only other person who liked comics. Uh, similar to you, who were one of the only other people I met on that mm. sort of lunatics, post-punk sort of mm. scene or punk time scene that really liked comics to a more passionate level because you'd done Sanctuary and so on. Yeah. Obviously, I'd you know, begun about 1,400 different yeah. <laughs> ones, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's weird, weird, isn't it? Because we remember a time when it was, you know, less popular than, than sort of rubber fetishism, if you like. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. 
That's scary. That's, yeah, that's another right. half-century Kale. Kale's mm. the feeling you get from a thought. Mm. Not the actual, you know, words and tune, the, the, the feel. Yeah. And it's great for... A, it's almost a sort of remaining light thing. You sing guys like, Kale, Kale. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It's funny you should mention remaining light, because I've re- I revisited that recently and, and just just uh, revelling in how wonderful it is. Oh, the great curves of the one, isn't it? Mm. I think so. Mm. I'd really much like to... Uh, I keep looking in the library for it, actually. You know, I've got Fear of Music, and that's wonderful. I yeah. Zimbra and yeah. yeah, I love it. I love Heaven. Yeah. You know, I, I oh. believe Simply Red murdered that, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they did. They I did. think murdered it. Uh, there's, a, there's one or two really good cover versions of Talking Heads songs, but... Um, yeah, I've heard him do some great left-field stuff as well on... Because um, the time's kind of come again, hasn't it? Because one of the big mm. new bands... I'll, I'll probably remember the name later in part yeah. two or something, but... Yeah has come through uh, really openly uh, sort of burn on their sleeve about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember the call, but it might come. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Remaining Light, that's a, that's a top five, isn't it? Mm, you know, oh, that's that yeah, top five yeah. that contains 36 albums, you know. Yeah, that's right. Well, that, that's, the, that's, <laughs> that, that's that top five I've been trying to construct, you know, for, for mm. years. I actually, wrote, uh, I actually wrote them down, and I think I've got up to 20. <laughs> yeah, to dream, the impossible dream. Yeah, me and Rob did yeah. it. Yeah. We started off it all. We, I said, right, we've got to be brutal. And we made all these ground rules. Craig was here too. Yeah. Craig found it really easy because it's like figures of brick. Roxy won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He could just reel them <laughs> off. He's certain in that. Yeah. It's, it's a big advantage sometimes to be a totally sort of retentive psycho. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that Patrick Bateman thing, isn't it? Almost. Yeah. You know, the certainty of the genius of Genesis. You know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, we, me and me and Rob got to eleven or twelve and then quit. Even yeah. though we started so, you know, yeah. we set off for the Americas, full of hope, and uh, retired in the Canary Islands. You know, <laughs> but yeah, remaining lights are uh, one that you would, you you feel you should be in there, isn't it? Yeah, no, there are, you know, the trouble is that those eleven are certainty for the top five. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you can't not have never mind the bollocks. You can't not have revolver. Mm. You can't not have Bob Marley live, and on you go, you know. Mm, yeah. So it's it. the ones you can't not have, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe that's a, that's a, like a whole that's that's like a whole podcast subject in itself, you know. That this, like yeah. That, you know that the, you know what what is your what is your top five and how and you know how many how many uh, how many ten, in your top ten, five? Yeah. Yeah. How many are, how many records are there in your top five? And what yeah, would they possibly be? Thirty odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think lists in a slightly broader church. Oh. You yeah. could do it purely on the music, of course you could, yeah. but but list generally, oh, they're listing. Yes. <laughs> Red alert, someone yeah. sound the list, you know, side yeah. sirens, you know. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Aruga. Aruga. List alert. Yeah. I'll tell you this anecdote quickly then that Nigel, yeah. because it's so fantastic. I, okay. I can't remember, I'm still trying to remember the name of the film, but there's another film, not Mississippi Burning, where a lot of white guys abuse a black girl, and it's a courtroom drama. It's quite mm. a famous film. Mm. But it's saying anyway, he went to see that at this small family-run cinema where, you know, Arnie Eiffel sells the ice creams and yeah. Uncle Bob does the fucking maintenance and yeah. Jack does the projection. And they got to about a quarter of an hour from the sort of, ne- the, the sort of uh, nail, cliff, nail hanging, <laughs> cliff-biting ending. <laughs> cliff-biting nail hanging. <laughs> well, doing it again. And uh, the lights went off completely. They went completely dark. <laughs> And then the guy said, stay in your seats uh, for the interest of safety. There's a power cut in the whole area of Brighton, and, you know, we're hoping power will be restored soon. But the interest of safety, stay in your seats. And Nigel sat there for a while, and he thought, oh, fuck this, I'm going to have a cigarette. He said, no, no, I want you to stay. He said, no, no, I'm going out. And he went out, and it was all lit up outside. Yeah. 
Yeah. What would happen is, where it was a family-run business, and they didn't want to pay everyone back their money for missing. Uncle Bob was fancy trying to mend a fuse, and you know, one of his relatives was running and lied to them all. <laughs> so he's not ending there. So anyhow, he's in the queue for the money back, and uh, he's saying, "Oh, it's a shame, really, because you know, even though I'm annoyed and they lied to us and that we missed the end of the film, I really like to know how it ended." Yeah. Completely forgetting it was a multiplex. Uh, well, you know, there were three screens at this place. The guy behind said, well, I've seen it before, do you want to know? And he went, well, yeah, yeah, I do. I'm not going back in. Fuck them, you know, because they're hours and, yeah. you know, I'm annoyed now. They're lied to us. Yeah. He said, well, at the end, a big spaceship comes down. <laughs> 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 you watch a different film, the guy. <laughs> I go, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, a big spaceship comes down. <laughs> oh, real life, you know. Okay. <laughs> you, put it in your, you put it in your plane, mate, everyone goes, ah, it's too yeah. fantastic. You know? Yeah. No, that's that's the, how he lied, you know, there was a power, there was a, there was a power cut because he, he was a family-run business and he didn't want to pay one back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Alan Bennett, isn't it? And Nigel being the one of, oh, I'm going out for a fag, like this safety piece is what I asked. Impossible for him to sit still. Within about 10 seconds of the light going off, he was fidgeting, you know. <laughs> Everybody wanna get 
society is trash. Did you see Capote, by the way? The movie. Sorry? Did you see Capote, the movie with... Uh, no, I haven't seen it yet, no. Uh, no. Wonderful. I thought it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah? I thought it was really nice. I thought the the guy, is it Philip Seymour Hoffman? Um, yeah. Did a wonderful... Um, it, it wasn't an impression of Truman Capote. It was, it, was a, it was a kind of a simulation of the way... He's had the plaudits for it. You know, yeah. you know, I'm such a magazine yeah. file and film, yeah, yeah. And film and music. Yeah, he's had yeah. lots of plaudits for it. Yeah, totally. It was wonderful because he's not a very he's not a very sympathetic character. He's a bit no. it, Capote himself is it, as portrayed in the film is a bit shallow. Yeah, he's and, quite conceited as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But 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 it's like it's like they managed to portray, portray him in a way that, that it's like, Well this is this is how I am, you know. And yeah. it's not that I'm a bad person, it's not that I'm a good person, it's that I'm a person. You know, yeah, uh, and um, but that's not what the that's not what the movie's about. But that's that's something that that, that came across quite strongly. And also, it's an it's an amazing story that I had no clue about before I saw the movie. I'd never no. heard about any of that. No, and uh, and then I looked. Did you say about was, the cats in there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether they mentioned that in there. It sounds familiar, but I don't I don't mm. know whether he mentioned it. it there's a lot. Of Maybe I can imagine having him tell it. But I thought it was a wonderful film, and I, I, I just, um, I, I just kind of watched it um, one day. I was, I was off sick at the time, and I, I just watched it one day when I was sitting here and on my, on my own, and it was. It's kind it of a metaphor just, for that America, isn't it? You know, mm, even, in, even mm, the innocent and sort of idyllic side of it yeah. got that. Early, it, it was were. really, it was really nicely done as well. It was really kind of spellbinding, and it was really kind of um, it, a real sort of aftertaste. Engaging, yeah. yeah, a real aftertaste of the times, you know, as well. Mm. It went after I finished watching it. I was like, you know, it's sort of like the fifties. You know, it's a real fifties aftertaste. You, you walk around with fifties yeah. aftertaste for days after you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's, he's one of those people I've read a fair bit. Mm. And uh, thank God for Nick Hornby because he's actually this week stopped me feeling quite so much of a fuck up and a freak because I've been reading mm. the polysyllabic spree, mm. which is his writing to the Believer magazine, I think it's out of right. New York, yeah. uh, on literature. Mm. And he can't remember any books he's read, which is a real relief, you know, because mm. I've read billions and I, I, don't, I have real trouble remembering mm. them. I remember the sort of, yeah. not even the good bits. I remember the, uh, you know, like that bit of Truman Capote just yeah. came up, you know. Uh, my sort of card index is spewing out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, you know, a well, that's, defunct that's cash machine. That's kind of life things, you know. But it's only, it's, you know, I'm in like a defunct cash machine. I'm spewing out receipts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no money. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he did almost exactly the same thing. And it, I could have written it myself. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not flattering. You know, I could be insulting myself, I don't know. But I, I, sadly, I've got quite a lot in, quite a lot in common with Nick Hornby, you know. Yeah. 
Mm. I, I, I quite like his stuff, and then I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I quite like the cub. He's, he's, his approach to reading and yeah. intellect is, is I've refreshing. I've always you know, enjoyed hearing him speaking. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I always thought, it, and before I heard him talking about his writing, I always thought it was a little bit poncy. And yeah, I, I got the impression that his his insight, his, his insight, yeah, his insight into the live sequel trade was a bit kind of um, uh, affected, you know. And, and, yeah. And, uh, but yeah. actually, he is he's a he's a bit of a geezer, you know. And, and I, that, yeah, he is. He is. He's, that, he's, that he's endeared, got the that him to me, obviously, for obvious reasons. That endeared him to me. Um, yeah. So you know, I was I was very. Um, well, he reminded me of me, and he reminded you as well. Actually, funnily yeah, enough, but yeah. that's, that's well, this, true. But that's right. And listening he, to him talk, you just think, well, he's just an ordinary nice bloke who happens to be a writer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because I contrast that he actually did really love David Copperfield and really loves Dickens. I actually believe him. Yeah. Even though I don't agree, you yeah. know, I know I should, and I realise the man's, you know, <laughs> uh, well, say the least, a little attached seminal. <laughs> both social little, social reform yeah. wise and literature wise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't really it's not what engages me but then he'd probably find books on you know prehistoric island really tedious as well whereas with yeah. me they like me you know like me tube stuff you know? yeah well there's <laughs> no there's no um, there's no uh, sort of um, guarantees about what's going to set your pants on fire no that's, that's right it, that's well, right whatever, we're all is, we're all subject know? to our own personal quality <laughs> like, like you I know I know that I should like Dickens but I really can't fucking yeah. stand it you know and, no I, I don't even I don't like the but, shows either no. You know, I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, this is going to improve me, and if I tune into this, it's going to tell me all sorts of things that are worth knowing about, you know, uh, society in that, at that time and what's made oh. Britain what it is and blah. But, you just but I, just, I just can't do it. I just can't just, do it. You know, as soon as Mr. Fucking <laughs> Custard Perry Cronkle comes yeah. into it. Yeah. And, I mean, almost almost the same and almost a pastiche <laughs> is, um, <laughs> you know, because he's got that sort of uh, Mozart thing, genius thing, where, you know, pee-pee and poo-poo makes it, he seems to be hilarious, you know, Mozart, doesn't he? And his personal letters are a disgrace yeah. and embarrassment. Yeah. yeah. And this is a guy who sounds like he's got four hands and two brains running in stereo, you know. Yeah. But, uh, it's like Richard Thompson said a great thing about him, you know, with music there's Mozart and there's everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you hear his stuff, like it or not, you can, you, yeah. you know enough to think, fuck. Yeah. And then you hear he wrote when he was 12, you know, and yeah, you think, fuck, yeah. fuckity fuck, fuck, you know. <laughs> and, and, and Dickens is like that literature-wise, yeah. what he writes. Well, Shakespeare's another example, obvious example, yeah. you know. It was I mean, so I, far I, ahead and yeah. so pyrotechnic and, and, and unbelievably sort of whole, that's, you know. That's the thing with Mozart and with, with Dickens and with um, um, Shakespeare. I can appreciate their importance. And it's like with certain movies and certain um, books, um... I can appreciate their importance, but they leave me cold. And, and, yeah. and it took a long time for me to accept that that was actually true, and that yeah. I could I could actually admit that. You know, yeah. I, I know that these things are significant. I know they're important. I know they're <laughs> written, but they really leave me cold. And there's certain things that I, I'm interested in. Which, yeah, I think he's uh, like he's like too good and too significant or something. Yeah, I just well, can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's too. It's I can't deal with that. Yeah. Because it's like I was going to say about Nick Hornby, because I'll, I'll read in uh, the polysyllabic spree. It's quite a nice title as well, punning on the old uh, polyphonic spree, isn't it? You know? mm. And uh, um, I, I was, was realising that he is everything for me that Dickens isn't, for this very reason. Because at the same time I was reading that, I was reading this book about the link between manic depression and creativity. Mm. And now if you could 
50 years ago or something have cured, or 100 or 200 years ago, we could have cured many depression. We'd have lost most of the great art of the last yeah. centuries because all the greats were, you know, Van Gogh and on and on. All of them, yeah. almost without exception, yeah. suffered badly from, you know, chronic fucking cyclomania, you know. Yeah. And, uh, well, Milligan. It was, <laughs> huh? Milligan. It, yeah, yeah, Milligan and on and on, Van Gogh. Yeah. So, all of them, all of them really. Yeah. Uh, Ed Callum Poe but uh, oh, I'm not going to make a fucking list I'll get the book out in a minute it'll be really sad yeah. but they're all there you know all the usual suspects all the usual suspects in well, most senses if you could have if you could have wiped out um, all the usual suspect if, if you could have wiped out you know um, like I don't know um uh, manic depression and Melancholia, and, all, yeah. and, and the and the and all the like autistic spectrum yeah, uh, uh, ailments. Then you wouldn't. Uh, well, you and I wouldn't be having this conversation for. A no, you wouldn't have any high art. No. <laughs> um, no. But but secondly, um, you know, uh, it, like you say, you wouldn't. We wouldn't have had. You know. Uh, what do we have? Set these phones up, or even have a phone? You know. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. We wouldn't have had any of the any of the yeah. scientific innovation and art that we've, yeah. we've had. And that's that says it, doesn't it? And and, and apropos of that, oh, I wish I stopped saying that. I don't even know if it's right, but anyway. Is, is, is something that um, something that Nick Hornby said in High Fidelity, which was, oh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this depression. I'm really enjoying this. It's a good, <laughs> you know. And that attitude mm. is why he's less of an artist than Dickens, but I like him more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He's coping in a sort of la 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 sort of way, you know. And uh, that's that's uh, that's well, fabulous, isn't it? You he's know? real. He's he's honest. Yeah. And he's real. Yeah. He's just, I'm going to have a like really good writing. depression. You know, I'm going to get really down. I'm going to yeah. really enjoy it. I'm going to be well, like, using like, an excuse to do fuck all. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like um, um, Hitchcock in an interview. He said, he said, um, what, what, yeah, he's why, in there. <laughs> why he made, yeah, why he made, um, and incidentally, I'm smoking one of his brand of cigars as we're speaking. Go on, um, uh, Hitchcock's Hitchcock's uh, uh, cigar brands is is uh, Monte Cristo, and I bought one today, and of course it lovely. is. Fucking lovely. Um, Cuban cigar, yes, please. Yeah, um, you can count on them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, <laughs> Got to get one, uh, isn't you? Uh, that was that was the official Jonathan Ross moment, sponsored yeah. by Jack and Phil. <laughs> Fine sporting products since eighteen twelve. Sorry, <laughs> that was a bit light mess, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Hitchcock. I mean, he was saying something about in in, in an interview. Someone was someone was asking him why he made horror movies, and he and he did kind of make horror movies. I mean, he made yeah, the movies. Um, but he had um, he had his answer was that he said, well, you know, when when you get a, a woman, uh, you know, you go out with a girl on a on a roller coaster, you know, she'll squeal and she'll scream and she'll hang on to you, and that's it's and the, the exhilaration and the fear is is a, is that something that brings people together. It, it's a shared yeah. emotion. And he was get, he, he was responsible for a whole lot of births because of the cinema, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, exactly, because they yeah. scared, scared the crap out of them, and then they were making out like mad. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm only looking through one eye, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, and he said, and he said he also, he also said, you'll hear women say, you know, I had a good cry. He said, what is mm. a good cry? You know, he said that's mm. an interesting thought. Lucky fuckers, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I said cry. that a cat a real lot when things yeah. have got really bad. Oh, you mm. lucky bitch! You know, mm. look mm. at you pouring it all about. Fuck it, I wish mm. I could. <laughs> I'm so anal. <laughs> it's like it's like Mickey Rourke's character Marv in Sin City saying, yeah. uh, saying uh, you know, dames, you know, a <laughs> couple of buckets later, you'd never know, <laughs> you'd never know. Yeah, never know it happened. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I read Miller on. Uh, I, read, I got a book of Miller interviews from I think Wizard or whatever, or one of the comics magazines out, and uh, it was great. You know, they uh, 
they had him talking about um, 9-11 because he was in New York when it happened. Mm. And uh, the Dark Knight returns again, or the return of the son of the Dark Knight. Yeah. He's all about it. Yeah. <clears throat> Which meant I read it again, and when I first read it, I found it really disappointing. You know, I thought, oh, mm. I'm not, you know, this is the follow-up. Yeah. The Dark Knight uh, returns again. I'm sure it's yeah. even called that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, oh, you know, the other one was so great yeah, and yeah. Uh, of its time. Yeah. But then I read this interview and I thought, hold on a minute, I missed something here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and again, I don't remember things and I read lazily, you know. Yeah. Hey, look, are you ready to take this DVD break soon? Because I'm yeah. in my pants and okay. you might hear the match of the day theme tune starting <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> state. 